Blog Talk Radio. We want to welcome you to another episode on MBKI Radio Broadcasting Network. Prepare yourself and get ready and allow the Spirit of the Lord to transform your mind. And here's your host, Apostle Anthony Baxter. needs to make that confession of faith tonight. Say it. I will never be the same. Not after being with you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I want to welcome everyone to MBKI's Kingdom Encounter on MBKI's podcast network. Glory be to God. I hope everyone's having a fantastic afternoon. Uh, it's 3 o'clock here in the Pacific Northwest. Hallelujah. 6 o'clock over there in the East Coast. Everyone's just getting off work. Hallelujah. Walking around with masks on their face and all this, that, and the third. Amen. Glory be to God. We're going to go ahead and get opened up here. Hallelujah. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just give you honor. We give you praise. We thank you, Father God, for this day that you have made. This is a day we've never seen before, nor will we ever see again. So through your spirit, O oh God, give us the ability to walk right. Give us the ability to talk right. Give us the ability to think right, Father God, that we may be able to move, Father God, in your will and not our will. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father God, we pray. Amen and amen. Glory be to God. I just want to play one one more song here to get the atmosphere saturated for the word that the Spirit of the Lord has given me. Amen. Yes, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. All right, let's go ahead and jump in here. We got uh, the topic of today is going to be first degree murder. Amen. I know you're all wondering what is he talking about murder, and he's coming forth with the word of God. Well, maybe you'll understand that many of us have to die. Amen. 
You know, first-degree murder is premeditated. It's something that was thought out. It was planned. Amen? Now, when you went into the church house, you weren't planning to give your life to the Lord. You weren't planning to let go of the ways that you were living before you uh, given your life to Christ. What do we mean by giving your life? To Christ. That means that you're giving yourself, your ways, your attitudes, your behaviors, your beliefs. Hallelujah. You're dying to those and you're picking up those things that are of God, that are in his word. Amen. So that is dying to oneself, premeditated. Amen. You must die to self. Glory be to God. And this is something that I do not see happening in the church today. Hallelujah. If I can put it like this, we have people that are in comas. We have people that are in therapy. Mm-hmm. We have people, hallelujah, that, that have been, are paralyzed. See, all of these things you can heal from. You can come out of a coma. You can go through therapy and learn how to walk again. Amen. You can you can come out of being paralyzed if you work hard enough. Amen. See, there's many people that are giving their life to God, but they are taking their old life back and coming alive again. Hallelujah. Go with me to uh, Colossians chapter three. We're going to read verse five. Amen. We're going to read verse five all the way down to fourteen. All the way down to 14. Amen. I'll give you a time now. Now, now if you don't have your Bible, I'm giving you a little bit of time to go get your Bible, go get a pen, and go get some paper. It makes no sense, hallelujah, to hear the word of God and not take notes for later. Amen. See, this, this is the part of coming alive again. I'm going to do what I want to do, how I want to do. But see, we need to study the word and show thyself approved. So, how can you study this word if you're not even taking notes upon the word? Glory be to God. Come on now. Come on now, this is Real Talk Radio. We're going to get this thing right. Amen, amen. Colossians chapter 3, and we're going to start at verse 5. And we're going to go all the way to 14. I'm going to read it real quick here. Mortify yourselves, your members, which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, uh, inordinate, Affection, excuse me, uh, evil, confiscus, uh, covetousness, which is idolatry, uh, for which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, in the which ye also walked sometime when ye lived in them. Okay, I'm, I'm just going to stop right there. We're going to break this down. Now, we have to understand that when... Uh, Paul wrote this letter. He wrote this letter at the same time he wrote the letter to Ephesus. Okay. Now, now what was going on here is once he built the church and he left, others came in and began to put things in it, paganism, uh, 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 Judaism, hallelujah, and mixing it with the word of God. Amen. So this is what he's saying. He's saying mortify, mortify, die. Mortify, die. See, we must die to ourselves. Mortify is deaden, to be dead or to subdue. 
Amen. So we, 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 we must die is what he's saying. Now, you, you, you've come into this thing of Christianity or what I like to call uh, being a believer in Christ. Now you must die to self and walk with Christ. What do we need to die from? I'm glad you asked. It says here, fornication, uncleanliness, inordinate affections, evil concupiscence. I'm not pronouncing that correctly, I know, and covetousness which is idolatry, which is idolatry. So let's take a look at these. Fornication, sex, outside of marriage, between two individuals that are not married. Sex. That's all we see all all over the place today is sex. Sex on TV, sex in songs. You could, the, the kids these days, they go to these clubs and they have sex on a dance floor, you may as well say. It's all about sex. You see, and the more you hear it, the more you see it, the more you're going to live it. Because it's in the heart. It's in the mind. Amen? You see, it's not the way it used to be in the 60s when you would, or the 50s, let me go back a little further, the 50s, where you would go and you would court a lady, and it wasn't about sex. You didn't even want to court her because of sex. You wanted to court her because she looked like a woman that you could spend your life with. Amen? But see, today, girls, girls and guys, they have 10, 15, 20 uh, uh, relationships before they finally get married. And in those relationships, guess what they're doing? Having sex. Don't you know that when you have sex with an individual, it creates what is called a soul tie. You are tying your soul with this person's soul. How can two people become one? Something has to be injected into another to, be, to become one. So now you're running around here with a soul tie with this woman, but you're with this woman, having sex with this woman, but you had sex with that woman, and now you don't left that woman, and you're having sex with this other woman. Now you got three women your soul is tied to. And then you got women that have sex with men, and they can't stop thinking about the other dudes that they were with the last time. They ain't even thinking about the dude that they're with right now because the other dude is on their mind. Soul tie. Soul tie. Matthew 23 and verse 17, uncleanness. Let's, let's see what that has to say, unclean. Amen. Matthew 23 and verse 27. 23 and verse 27. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. It says here in Matthew chapter 23 and verse 27, woe unto the scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye are like unto white uh, scepters, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but are within full of dead men's bones and of all uncleanliness. So what is he saying? You know, a lot of us dress ourselves up to look a certain way. We, We walk into the church and we have our best attire on. We're saying glory, hallelujah. The Lord is good all the time. Hallelujah, hallelujah. But as soon as we get out to church and get stuck in traffic, we cussing. We on the phone gossiping. You know, and some of us just left the club and and, and, and it's just making it to church. And we, we, we changed our clothes. We put on our church clothes 
and, and then took off the club clothes, but then there's some of us bold enough to just come in the club clothes, smelling like alcohol, smelling like weed, unclean, unclean, amen? Glory be to God. Then we got inordinate affections, and this is excessive, excessive affections, like going overboard. Going overboard, like for the love of money and 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 and, and for for uh, 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 sex. You know, there's some people that just gotta have sex. They gotta have. It. I don't want no relationship. All I want is sex. We get done with the sex. You go your way. I go my way. Excessive. Gotta have it. I'll just watch TV. I, I, I'll go get me a magazine and and look at the bras and and the, and the undergarments of a woman. And and I gotta have it. Doing anything evil, bad, evil, harm, ill, dangerous, and wicked, evil. Amen. And that contemptuous, I want to spell this for you, okay? In the New Testament, or excuse me, in the uh, NIV and some of the others, it doesn't use this word. But we can go to 1 Timothy chapter 4 and uh, verse 5. And it'll give us a clear understanding. That was First Timothy chapter 4 and verse 5. Amen. Glory be to God. And this is what it reads. Chapter, First Timothy chapter 4 and verse 5. Here we go. All right. For it is, for it is satisfied by, or sanctified by the word of God in prayer. Oh, I think I may have written down the wrong, the wrong uh, uh, scripture there. I do apologize. But what it has to deal with is very a uh, 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 desire, a, a lustful desire, is what that's dealing with, and then covetousness, which is idolatry, which is idolatry. Amen. Glory be to God. So these are the things we must die from. Now, if we look at today. And we see that individuals are just having sex. They don't care. They're just having sex. I mean, people in the church. And, and, and the thing about it is leaders don't say nothing. They just let them do it. They look out amongst the congregation, and they know that Billy ain't with nobody. So what is Billy doing with this girl? This girl ain't been with Billy. And then why are they hugging up and stuff like this? He don't even want to talk to Billy about Billy. Are you Staying celibate, Billy? Are, are you courting this woman, Billy? Are you being a gentleman, Billy? Are you being a man of God, Billy? Or would she just having sex with this woman? Because I could have sworn I seen you with another woman a couple months ago. Where'd she go? And vice versa with the women. And then you got in the, in the, in the choir, everybody shacking up. But see, most of the problem here is this. The leaders are shacking up. So you can't, you feel like you can't come down on somebody if you're doing that same thing. If you're doing that same thing. Leaders, we must begin get the church of Jesus Christ back in order. What we're seeing today is not what Christ came to show us as a model. It's not what he died for. Hallelujah. There is no power in this church that we see on today. 
Why? Because it's not the church of Jesus Christ. It's the church of man. It's the church of man. Die. The first person that needs to mortify themselves are the leaders. Are the leaders. Mortify yourself from covetousness, looking at what the church down the street is doing, seeing them all kind of people coming out of the church, coming into the church, and all you got is 15 people coming in and coming out. They got hundreds of people. So what you going spying, what are they doing that I'm not doing? They doing what God has called for them to do because if they stay in the anointing that God placed upon that house, God will send them. But see, leaders are so busy trying to get as many people as they can, and it's not about the people. It's about the money. Let me tell it. It's about the money. The more people, the more ties. The more ties, the more money. But why is the church raggedy? Where the money going? Do you have a report that you send out to your members every month? Are you hiding something? Come on, man. We got to kill ourselves. Get this thing right. Get this thing right. Leaders, people look up to us. They look up to us. You may not think it, but they look up to us. And if they see us doing something, they're going to feel like they can do it. So it starts with us. Amen? Die to oneself. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Verse 7. We're going to go ahead and read uh, 7 through, excuse me, 8 through 10. Let's take it to 8 through 10. Yes. But now ye also put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds. Now, this is something because you know, first thing we're looking at that we're having to die to is our desires. Desires. The second thing he's telling us we must die from is emotions. These are reactions to emotions. Anger, wrath comes from an emotion. You feel hurt, you react. Somebody says something negative about you, you react. Emotions. Emotions. You see, again, you see individuals, even leaders, walking around in front of people, church folk, and they fit in as a member or a leader. But get them outside of the church in, in a line at the grocery store, and somebody runs over their foot and see what type of communication they're communicating. Is it filthy or is it holy? Let him and his spouse or the woman that he may be courting have a disagreement. How is he dealing with this? How do we deal with our anger? Because what is in the heart of man will come out the, come out the mouth. You see? Am I guilty of something? Oh, yeah, I'm guilty just like the next person. Believe that. But see, I I, I know it, I address it, and I work on the areas where I'm weak. 
You know, there ain't nobody. Yeah, the Bible says be perfect for I am perfect. And that's what we are all trying to reach, the perfection to be like Christ because we are made in his image. Amen. But the thing of it is that some people ain't trying. They just don't care. This is me is what people say. I, this, is, this is who I am. You either accept me like this or I don't. That's a cop-out. That's a cop-out. Everything on this earth changes. The leaves fall off in the spring. They come back again. Hallelujah. Summertime, the sun come out. Wintertime, it's snowing. Everything changes. Our behaviors, our attitudes must change as well. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, we looked at what it is that we need to put off. Things we need to die from. Attitudes we need to release. A lot of these things, if we really take a look at it, come from our past, come from our childhood, because they're learned behaviors. They're learned behaviors. Some things we learned out of fear. Some things we learned out of hurt. Some things we learned out of love. Take, take, take a minute. Just look at, your, look at yourself. Look at where, why do I talk with filthy communication? Why do I gossip? Why do I covet? Why do I want things that don't belong to me, that I can't have? Why do I desire these things? Do I want to be like everybody else? Do I want to be accepted? Do I want what I want and I don't care what the cost is? What is it? I mean, is it worth being looked at by God as a child of disobedience? Is it worth that? Or do you want to be looked at by the father as a proud dad. You, you, have you ever seen a proud parent of their child? They just can't stop talking about that child. They'll, do, they'll break their back for that child. They'll go broke for that child because they know that child is going to mature and be something great. But a child of disobedience, Proverbs talks about it, makes a parent feel shameful. So we, 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 we really got to take a look at this, people, because time is short. It's short. And see, at this particular time, we're really needing the support, the understanding, the love, the direction from the Father in the midst of this pandemic and other craziness they got going on on the earth today. But if we want to lollygag and continue to be disobedient and, and having the father feel shameful, we are brides to the bridegroom, Christ Jesus. What kind of wife are you being to your husband, men as well as women? What kind of 
wife are you being? Are you loyal? Are you obedient? Are you submissive? I'm not talking about to your husband, earthly women. I'm talking about to Christ. Men, you know, no, I'm not saying that you're gay or anything like that. But we all, male and female, are the brides of Christ. And he's asking us to be, he's asking us to do, he's asking us to put off, and he's asking us to put on. Are we willing? Are we submitting? Are we loyal? Or are we committing adultery against Christ? Got a sugar mama on the side, sugar daddy on the side. Give give that sugar daddy and sugar mama more time and more affection than we do the husband. Why? Because it feels good. It's not that hard. My husband, he wants me to do things that I really don't want to do. Like be honest. Not not to not 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 to gossip. I love gossiping. Makes me feel good. But in those final days, when we have to stand before our maker, what will you say to him when he says, wife, why were you not obedient? What would you say? What would you say? Amen. Let's read verse 10 through 14. 10 through 14. And it reads, And have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, Circumcision or uncircumcision, brethren, sanctum, bond, nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Verse 12, put on, therefore, as elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness, of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel against any. Even as Christ forgave you, so also you do. And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bondness, which is the bond of perfectness. Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. Listen, 7 verse 10. And have put on the new man. The new man. Amen. Putting on Christ 
putting on Christ. Are you still walking around in the same old raggedy clothes? Or have you put on the new clothes, the white robe, the new man? Are you still walking around in yourself? You see, you see there is no middle of the road, people. See, they talk about straddling fences. There is no such thing. So let's, let's get that lie out of here. There is no such thing as straddling a fence. You either on that side or the other side. You either are with him or you're against him is what the Bible says. There is no middle of the road. Let me share something with you. They say ivory soap is 100%. It's, it's 100%. Right? But it says that it's 99%. 99. That means that there's 1% that's not clean, which means that it's not pure because there's 1% of it that isn't. So let's look at ourselves. Let's look at ourselves. How much of you have you put off? And how much of you have you put on Christ? How much of you? 50% of you, 75, 80, 90, 100, take a look at it. Because the bottom line is, if there's just 1% of it, of you in it, it ain't clean. 1%. But you see, that 1% might be lying. That 1% might be stealing, picking up somebody's pen, little things, pen. You know, there ain't no such thing as a white lie. You know, just because it's white don't make it a holy lie. It's a lie. Amen? What's that 1%? See, we, we got to start looking at things like this, people. See, the church don't want to talk about this. They don't want to talk about a sin as a sin is a sin is a sin. There is no such thing as addiction. It's a sin. There is no such thing as, as a, what do they call, call uh, 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 where everything is just a sin. See, what we've done is we've taken this thing out of the wrongdoings that we do. We made it more comfortable. Oh, yeah, I'm addicted to drugs. No, you are sin in drugs. That's what you're doing. You're sinning in the drug you're using. We got to get back to some things. You know, yes, Christianity is everything. <laughs> uh, uh, being a believer, see that, but being a believer, I'm going to tell you, see, my, my, I, this is just me, y'all. This ain't, this ain't got nothing to do with any, any other leader or anything. This is something that, that I came up with. But Christians talk about the word of God and, and walking right, but they don't walk it. They just talk about it. The Bible calls the believers, believers, believers live by, and that's what I choose to be, a believer. Do I walk it correctly? No, but I'm choosing to be a believer. I want to be a believer. It's what I think about, and if I think about it and I talk about it, I'll walk about it. You see, but a lot of Christians just talk. It's just talk. It's just like it's just like uh, going to you go to a tavern or a bar. You got all these people sitting around the bar talking about their dreams and what they want to do and lying about what they're doing and this and that and the third. But they never get up and do anything. People, it's time to get up and do something. Don't talk about it. Be about it. You ain't got to tell somebody that you are a believer. They should see it in what you do. They should see it in what you do. Glory be to God. Look it. It says here in verse 10, it says, put on a new man which is renewed in knowledge, meaning the thinking is changed. 
Your thinking is no longer lining up with the world. It's lining up with, with, with Christ, with the kingdom of God. The Bible says, do not be conformed to this world. We all are conformed to this world. When we come into this world, our parents are conforming us to live in this world. But we're still, we're still, we're still the type of people that people can't understand. I can't, I can't think of the term that we use, peculiar. We're peculiar people. You know, we don't just fit in. This, you know, we're the outsiders. People don't want us because we don't fit in. That's the type of people we are. But we still try to conform to this world to be accepted by this world. And this is where we feel the abandonment and the rejection. And we begin to take upon behaviors and attitudes, hallelujah, based upon wanting to fit in to something that we are not supposed to fit into. We are just bypassing this place. We got a home in heaven. We're just here for a blink of an eye. Uh, we got a home in heaven, hallelujah, but we're trying to make a home on the earth, and this is not where we're supposed to be. Or excuse me, where we're supposed to make our home. What does it say? Store your treasures in heaven. Why? Because your home, your eternal home is in heaven. Don't, 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 don't. Don't, don't store things here where moths can eat it up. Because everything down here is, is temporal. It's temporal. It's temporal. It's temporal. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. It says here, look at it. It says, hallelujah, renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created you. So are you renewing your mind? Are you renewing your mind into the image of the one who has created you? Or are you still have that same old mindset, wanting to kill folks, blow stuff up, wanting to screw every woman you see, wanting to have sex with every man you see, wanting to steal stuff so that you can look like something you're not? Hallelujah. Want to have all the nice cars, the bling bling, and this and that and the third. Where's your mind at? Hallelujah. Says in verse 11, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision or uncircumcision. There is no division. There is no, no, I'm this or I'm that. We all are one in Christ Jesus. Amen? Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says, put on, therefore, as the elect of God. Are you the elect? Are, 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 are you the elect? I mean, the top notch, the top tier, are, is that you? Well, you so don't act like it. You don't act like it. Why? Because you still are walking around with behaviors and attitudes that people are looking at you from a distance and saying, I thought he was a believer. I thought he was a Christian. What was he doing there? You know, I mean, a couple weeks ago, he was coming down the street talking and praising. There's another third now. Look at what he's doing. Smoking weed. Ain't, 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 that, ain't that Sally Sue? See, see. What is she doing with that dude? She ain't she married? Oh my God! Oh, she's kissing. Him. Oh my God! What is this? Elect, elect. My God! The Bible says, "Put on therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness." Lord have mercy. That that word, right? <laughs> you walk into a church today. Are you greeted with kindness and love? Are people looking at you up and down, wondering where you came from? 
trying to get your story? Did you did you did you did you backslide and you're coming back to the church? Are people coming and hugging you and saying, "Welcome back, brother. I love you. I was wondering what was going on with you. Don't worry about it. We got you." Or are they just looking at you and saying, "Where you been?" I I I I knew you I knew you was going. I I seen it coming. Well, you've seen it coming. Why didn't you say something? Why didn't you come in and love on me and, and help me to where I could, I could step around the trap instead of going right in it? Me and my wife had this same. See, we double back and get them. It don't matter where we at. If you're falling and we know you're falling, you're reaching for some help, we're going to reach back and get you and pull you up. That's what we need to do here, people. I don't know what type of church. Oh, let me come on. Ooh, glory be to God. Hallelujah. Listen, listen, listen. Kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering. Listen, married folk, you're going to go through some stuff. You're dealing with another individual that's dealing with you. You ain't wrapped too tight, and neither are they wrapped too tight. So don't get all bent out of shape because they hurt your feelings or they did something that hurt you. Hallelujah, because you did something that hurt them. But what you do is you learn how to get through it. Long suffer, suffer. You suffer. You suffer. In love, you suffer. You go through hurt. You suffer. Hallelujah. But you stick in there. Leaders getting divorced. Year later, getting married again. Am I saying something wrong with it? No. In some cases, no. See, 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 my dad, my spiritual father, he went through a divorce. He sat himself down for, I think he said, two years. Two years. Because he had to get himself right. He had to release that and get himself right and then come back with more power. But see, they just, they just, they just, they just, they, 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 they behind the pulpit. They behind the pulpit for divorce paper going in the whole time. The, the divorce is, is final, and they still behind. They never sat themselves down. Why? Because of pride. But you know what? That divorce spirit that went all through the church, everybody getting their divorce in the church, and don't nobody understand why. Leaders, you do more harm than good. No, there's other individuals that can lead the sheep. I don't believe it should be because you should be training folks to be a help to you. You can't do everything yourself. You ain't Superman. It takes many to build a ministry, not one. You are the visionary that goes seek helpers to help you build the vision. But just because you got the vision doesn't mean that you're the only one that could build to, to bring it to, to light or what? You just want everybody to say, you did it? God is, uh, hey. Ooh, God is not going to allow some churches to reopen because of the attitude, the behavior, hallelujah, the, 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 the lack of humbleness and the lack of love. I'm telling you what I know. So if you're out here because you can't go to church and you're all over Facebook, never been on Facebook before, got your cash cap and everything else flying all place, 
you may find yourself online for the rest of the duration of the ministry that God has given you, or you just might be an unemployed leader, but you don't know you're unemployed because you're still moving forward, but God doesn't drop you. Come on, it's time to get it right. God did not allow the churches to close for leaders to just find a new direction to do what they were doing, get money. You may as well go on a corner and be a drug ad, a drug dealer because it's getting money. That's what they say, getting money. He wanted us to come in and evaluate ourselves. Shut the door, Isaiah. Shut the door behind thee and stay for a while. Examine yourself. Come to me. Repent. Hallelujah for your sin. I love you. Come draw near to me and I draw near to you. Let's get back to the blueprint. Let's get back to the plan that I gave you 15 years ago. Hallelujah. Now, because you have humbled yourself, God will open your church. And because he humbled you and you got the vision again, his vision, not yours, but his, and you're moving in it, you will see people coming into your church. More people than ever. And then you'll sit back and say, man, I used to go down to that church and watch them. All these people coming in and out of their church and nobody coming in and out of mine. But today, because killed my flesh, I killed myself. I committed a premeditated murder on myself. And now everything I ever wanted it's right at my feet. I don't have to do nothing but just love God, just praise God, and, and follow the will of God on the earth as it is in heaven. And everything that I could want is given unto me. You want to know why I know that's true? Matthew 6 and 33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness, and all things will be added unto you. You think God is a liar? He's not a man. When God speaks, his word must come to pass. It has to. And that's what his word says. Now, are you seeking God first? Are you seeking his righteousness? Not from your head, not from the wrong motive, but from a pure heart and a pure mind. God will not fail you. I'm not just saying that to y'all. I'm saying that to myself as well. God will not fail you. All throughout the Gospels, Christ would say, oh, ye of little faith. Are you a ye of little faith? Is that you? Is that you? Mm -hmm. Is that you? Listen here. He goes on to say, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man has quarrels against any... Even as Christ forgave you, forgive. Forgive your, forgive your brothers. Forgive your brothers. Forgive, 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 forgive. Forget what they did to you. It's not about them. It's about you. Because in order for you to get forgiven by God, you must forgive those that have harmed you. And the things that they're doing to you, they're doing to build you. Do you know off the back of those individuals that have persecuted you, that have lied about you, that have stole from you, that you have elevated? I thank God for my haters. I thank God for my haters. And I thank God for each and every one of you that is on this line today. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we give thanks, honor, and praise to you.
Father God, help us to die to ourselves, to our beliefs, to our motives, to our, our actions and behaviors, that we may be able to put on the new man in you and walk according to your will and your way here upon the earth as it is in heaven. Father, we thank you. We glorify you and we magnify you. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. Glory be to God. People of God, die. Kill yourself. Plan a premeditated murder and die. Amen. We'll be back on Thursday. Until then, walk by faith, not by sight. Farewell. <laughs>